Bible reading this morning is taken from the Gospel of John, and it's chapter 15, and we're starting at uh, verse 9. You find that on page 1023 in the New Testament section. As my Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. <clears throat> if you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you this so that my joy in you and that your joy may be complete. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no man than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants because servants do not know their master's business. Instead, I have called you friends. For everything that I learned from my father, I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last, so that whatever you ask in my name, the father will give you. This is my command, love each other. Amen. Can you want it, Tim? It gives me great uh, pleasure to welcome Paul Whittle this morning, who um, you're the moderator for Eastern Diocese for the United Reformed Church. Is that the correct right. title? Marvellous, we got that right. Um, and you also chair our local advisory group. Um, so we know Paul well, and uh, I'd love to pray for you as you come to share reflections. So Lord, we thank you for Paul and for the word he's going to bring to us this morning. We ask that you would bless him as he hears your voice and gives us your messages. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you, Jane. It's really good to be here sharing worship with you this morning. It's actually um, the second time that I've led or been involved in worship here at Camborne on Remembrance Sunday. And the only reason I remember that is because I remember what happened the last time, and it was a number of years ago, and we were just kind of doing our own thing and going outside, I think, for a brief act of remembrance when a small group of, I think it was scouts, turned up. We weren't expecting them, and we didn't quite know what to do. Um, but um, we did say afterwards, well, we need to do better next year, and clearly you did, and that has gone on, um, and so it's good to be part um, of something that, in a sense, I was in at the beginning, um, which was before we knew it was the beginning, but it's good that we can um, be here together in worship. It's good that we can share in an act of remembrance with many others. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. This large question of loving one another is fundamental to our lives as Christians. But of course, it is by no means an exclusively Christian concept, and I don't think we would want to claim that. It lies at the heart of many faiths and philosophies. We say that we want to get on, and we know that we need to get on, 
and yet it seems that we live in an increasingly divided world. Election after election across the world emphasizes the divisions. We have seen that this last week as we have watched the United States go to the polls, and it is written large across our own news as our politicians and many others struggle with the realities of Brexit. In this season of remembrance, and particularly today as we mark the 100th anniversary of the guns falling silent at the end of what has become known as the First World War, the Great War, what are we to say about how things are now and how they should be? And what have we learned from the traumatic events that we commemorate? Of course, on the one hand, there is much for which to give thanks. Stories of sacrifice, of commitment, of loyalty, of courage have been told in large numbers, and that has been particularly noticeable, and again, rightly so this year. But on the other hand, there is so much that we have failed to learn. Conflicts and violence continue to play a leading role in the life of the world in which we live. We may be fortunate where we are, but many have to flee the places they know and love in search of safety and security. Love one another. But do you notice what Jesus says? He doesn't just say, love one another. Because it goes on, love one another as I have loved you. And is that not the message that ought to come from times like this? You see, I don't have any problem with our disagreeing with one another. Indeed, that's inevitable. But if our disagreeing means that we are divided, then that is another matter altogether. The word love is one that is greatly used and, of course, greatly abused. Though all our references to love have something in common, there is actually a massive difference between love at its deepest and best and love at its cheapest and least significant. Perhaps it helps if we consider it like this. If I were to ask you to tell me what love is, I'm guessing that most of you would probably start by saying something about love as a feeling. It's how I feel towards someone, a way of describing or even defining how I think of that person. In other words, we could think of it as a psychological state. And I want to suggest that love, as in this passage from John's Gospel, is actually not a psychological state. Indeed, it is not in any sense a, an internal quality. Rather, it is an action, a really difficult action. What I say, what I feel, what you say, what you feel, is not unimportant. But actually here it doesn't even get us off the starting grid. What counts is what I do. 
Jesus here actually talks about laying down one's life. We're not likely to be asked to do that, though today we remember many who did. And there is a real challenge here then about the level of our loving one another. One of the things that we need to note here is that some people are easy to love. But what about the ones who aren't? And another and perhaps more subtle thing to note is that it is relatively easy to love folk at a distance. So, for example, to support Christian Aid or Oxfam or any of those organisations. And that's important. But it's a lot more difficult to love those who sometimes quite literally we fall over. It's very interesting to note with one of the commentators on this passage that nowhere in John are disciples encouraged to turn the other cheek, walk the other mile, forgive those who trespass against them, give away possessions, or attend to the poor. That's there very strongly in the other Gospels, so I don't want to say don't do it. But here in John, and if we read through John, we are invited to something different. In the other Gospels, we are invited to love enemies, strangers and foreigners. But John rather provides us with the challenge of loving those who are close at hand. That's what it means to really live out this passage. One of the problems is that, as another commentator put it, when we get angry, we do not get hysterical, we get historical. Do you see that? And do you get what I mean? Because I'm sure it has happened to you, as it has to me. The dragging up of that little wrong thing, well, I think it's little anyway, that little wrong thing that I did years ago, maybe decades ago. But it's never been forgotten. And we all do it. We can't forget what somebody has done. Now, in church terms, in a relatively new community like Camborne, there's less opportunity to go back as far as there is in some other places that I engage with. But I'm sure it still applies. And I think this theme of how we engage with, how we think of, how we relate to others, the question of we, whether we are anywhere near this exhortation of Jesus to love one another as he has loved us. I think it's really relevant in this season of remembering. There's a story about the pastor of a church, a largest church with a small staff team, and the team just weren't getting on. And the pastor, normally a quiet person, one day could take no more of the bickering, the digs at each other, the silly disagreements, as they sat in a staff meeting disagreeing about all sorts of things. And he stood up, declared he'd had enough of this kind of conversation and that he was going to leave the meeting. When they asked where he was going, he replied that he was going to the local hot dog stand 
where he could enjoy some pleasant company and perhaps some Christian fellowship. The command of Christ is to love one another. Now, of course, we are to love others too, and we are to love ourselves. But the address here is to the disciple community. Love one another. It ought to be easy. But actually, it isn't. And yet, it really matters. They out there will know us in here by our love. And as we love one another, so we witness to the light and love of Christ, and so we build a better world, closer to what those who gave everything were striving towards, and the kind of world that God wants for us, and that we can discover, if only we will do our bit. And let me just say there, That thing about doing our bit is really important. Sometimes we think we've got to save the world. We've got to do everything. We haven't. We can leave that to God. God just wants us to do our bit. And if we do our little bit, then together we build something that moves us towards the kingdom of God. Amen.